This podcast is proudly part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more Kaiju and Tokusatsu goodness, go to kaijuramenmedia.com. That sounds very painful. Uh, you are not coming anywhere near my wormmon, sir. <laughs> Kaiju Week, Kaiju Week, Kaiju Weekly Podcast. Do, do, do. Where we talk about monsters and Gatomon! Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Week. Kaiju Week, Kaiju Weekly Podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Metal Travimon. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Digivolving to Mega Hamelmon. <laughs> I can't. I can't. can't. Oh. Listener, can you guess what movie we're covering this week? I mean, if the title didn't give it away, then good for you guys good for good for you uh <laughs> but it but no i'm i'm so happy to be behind the mic uh uh to talk about what we're going to be talking about today it is it was a um it was an interesting ride down down into my nostalgia as a child and well, never i'm not going to go there we'll we'll get into that later i'll 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 get into that in my opening yes. thoughts when we when we talk about the film but we got to get into some other we got to take care of some other business first i don't want to get ahead of myself yeah yeah we got to do the news first all right let's cue the beady beady mon <laughs> cue the beady beady mon All right. The first small bit of news that we're going to talk about is just real quick. We had a new Shin Ultraman IMAX poster that has been released. Uh, That movie is coming out as far as the Japanese release is coming out soon in May. Uh, May 13th is when it's supposed to be released in Japan. And they also announced a collaboration, I guess, I don't know what marketing campaign, I guess is what it would be called with um, McDonald's uh, in Japan. Which it's like, if there's anything, oh, yeah, the the Ultrama chicken sandwich. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know Japan the does chicken sandwich. I like it. I like it. I know that Japan does like you know their their marketing stuff with with um, big uh, fast food companies and stuff like that. I mean, that's that's not unique to America. But is there anything that is more American than having a movie uh, movie tie-ins with mcdonald's like that just seems like such an american thing but yet we're not getting this in america because of course ultraman's not a huge deal over here most people don't even know who ultraman is it's only in japan 
it's a very weird thing to see a Japanese company uh, or a Japanese franchise, I should say, a Japanese property partnering with an American company like McDonald's. I don't know. I, at first, I at first I thought, okay, so maybe they're they're doing a little bit of a marketing push. Maybe this is a sign we're gonna get it in the United States, but probably not. Nope, this is just uh, McDonald's Japan uh, that is getting this. So yeah, they they did they did the same thing uh, during Godzilla versus Kong. They had um, a lot of fast food. What was it? Mm-hmm. Was it Burger King or was it McDonald's? It might have been McDonald's again. Uh, that was doing special it was, burgers. It was Burger King. I think it, it was Burger King. Burger I'm pretty sure it was Burger King. King. I'm pretty sure. I know I said that. I know I said that weird, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was Burger King that was doing the Godzilla versus Kong, because because didn't one of didn't one of them it was like a it was a, a chicken sandwich and the other one was like a, a burger. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one was the chicken and which one was the beef. Uh, I don't remember. I want to but... say that Kong was the chicken and Godzilla was the. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. So, yeah, it, we've seen this before. It's it, it's inter- it's interesting. In fact, I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, the ad right now, uh, and it's kind of funny to see. Like, it's just kind of funny to see this really what this really cheesy kind of McDonald's ad with Ultraman in it. Actually, the the chicken sandwich itself doesn't look half bad. I would probably eat this. Moving on to the next bit of news, Disney Plus's uh, WandaVision director, Matt Shackman, Shakeman, Shackman, uh, reportedly is set to direct Apple TV's Monarch series, uh, which is the Godzilla show that we have been talking about that's going to be on Apple Plus. Uh, in addition, there's uh-huh. been uh, a, a location scout who's been chosen uh, for the production. We did hear about last week or two weeks ago, I think, that they had delayed the filming for this, but we didn't mention it because there wasn't really much to actually talk about with it. Um, so now the new date for filming begins July 6th through December 19th. That's the date, the production schedule for this. Um, what do you think about this director for uh, of WandaVision coming on this? I liked, look, I liked WandaVision. I'm not the biggest Marvel fan, and uh, but I did watch WandaVision because everyone kept talking about it, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought the, sem- the cinematography and the directing was, the directing of that series was very well done. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that what this will bring to the MonsterVerse uh, uh, series is, mm, I don't know, maybe like a more serious cinematic feel. Maybe it's going to be a lot. It's going to be with, we already know that this series is going to be, this series is going to be, um, you know, very like human focused because it's, it's going to center around this one fan from what we've heard. Uh, nothing, I don't think nothing has been really confirmed, but from what we've heard, it's going to kind of revolve around this family that, you know, were that were what that, that kind of experienced the, the events of 2014 when Godzilla first reappeared um, to fight the Mutos. 
and I'm expecting I'm expecting good character driven drama uh, and hopefully, hopefully some decent uh, action, because some of the action sequences in WandaVision were very well choreographed. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping we're going to get our money's worth for this series. I hope that this isn't stunt hiring like a lot of studios are doing where oh this person colin trevorrow is really big and he's and he uh did the biggest movie so we're gonna hire him to do star wars oh no his he's not doing it the way we want it done talking as the studio uh let's fire him and hire other people and then it's all just thrown into chaos or or like what what again star wars did with gareth edwards of oh gareth edwards did really good job with godzilla let's hire him and oh we don't like what he's doing so let's just take and cut it into pieces and rearrange it and everything and it's like so i'm hoping that that they're not doing that with matt shackman uh because of the popularity of wandavision that 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 he actually that they're hiring him on his merits and they're going to let him actually do what he needs to do to 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 direct it because i think he i think he did a good job with directing wandavision um looking watching some of the behind the scenes stuff that disney has put out um the behind the scenes stuff has been really interesting because a lot of the things that people really liked about WandaVision were decisions that he made. And specifically, he was like, oh, no, yeah, I wanted to do this, it this way. I wanted to shoot it this way. I wanted to do that. And so I I think he's really good. Now, for me, and, and WandaVision suffered from the same problem that all the Disney shows have been suffering from, which is they just can't stick the landing. Every Marvel show that has come out on Disney plus they just can't stick the landing. Now I don't think that's necessarily this director's fault. I think that he was just kind of putting us in a, between a rock and a hard place of like, we have to get the show done. It's also COVID the studios pushing it this direction. We need to do that. So he was kind of, you know, stuck in that way, but yeah, the, it didn't stick the landing as well as I wish it did. But of all of them, I think that it was the most interesting and creative so I would like for him to bring some of that creativity that he brought to WandaVision into the MonsterVerse and not just let it be a generic show. I'm expecting something a little closer to monsters, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next bit of news is just a bit of funny news um, because of just the reaction that it has gotten from people. Uh, so Colin Trevorrow was being interviewed for Empire Magazine. Uh, Empire Online shared it. Uh, he was talking about the the Gigantosaurus, which I guess is how you say it. Um, I, I always don't pronounce dinosaur names properly and people yell at me. I don't really care. Um, but what's also called as the Giga or the Anyway, he was being interviewed and he was talking about this this new dinosaur, the new villain dinosaur for this movie, and he w- compared it and said that this new dinosaur is like the Joker. And ev- that made a lot of people ask, "Why so sorious?" <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say why so sauropod, but then I was like, no, he's uh, that's not a sauropod, it's a theropod. So, uh, anyway. Um yeah. yeah. What what do you make of this, Michael? 
You know, I'm excited for I'm I'm excited for Dominion. We've talked about Dominion a little bit uh, in in recent episodes. Um, yeah, it's kind of come to be expected. It's this it's this 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 dinosaur this creature is going to get uh, the same treatment. I mean, I mean, I'm anticipating the same treatment as the Indominus from uh, Jurassic World. It's probably going to be a hyper intelligent modified dinosaur um and i don't know what else to say i mean it's a nice it's a cool looking design i think the most i think the funniest thing about this has just been all the memes that i've seen people post about it it's the internet latching onto something and making them it's it's meme culture it's the internet making latching onto something and making a meme out of it it's all it is yeah, yeah. Uh, what is interesting about this this dinosaur is it is it it. I'm sure it's going to get the same treatment as far as like the way it's shown in the movie as the Indominus Rex, but it is not a genetically modified kind of hybrid like the Indominus Rex or the Indominus or the Indoraptor. Uh, this is an actual dinosaur that actually existed. Um, you know, of course, Jurassic Parkified, but still. Um, so, right, scaled I, up slightly. Yeah, i I definitely think that this this quote has been taken out of context, and that he didn't yeah. mean it necessarily the way that people have been taking it. Um, but at the same time, it does make me wonder how much how much attention is this new dinosaur going to get and how big of a role is it going to play in the full movie? Because we've already got, we've got all the other dinosaurs running loose and stuff that were left over from, from the previous movie. Plus we've got all the actors. We've got, we've got now two different casts that are coming together. We have the original Jurassic park cast and the Jurassic world cast now coming together. There's a lot going on in this movie. So I'm really, really worried that that they're going to that he's going to focus too much on this this dinosaur and make it too I don't know too too that it'll steal too much focus away from the the characters which you know I mean yeah you're it's a Jurassic Park movie or Jurassic World movie you want to see dinosaurs but I still think that you need to have a balance there you think my question is do you think this is going to fall into the trap that uh, GVK fell into where it was, where it's going to be more spectacle than substance because that's what I'm afraid of. It's not about the spectacle. It's about sending a message. (laughs) I haven't seen, I haven't seen the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. So I have to do all the quotes from the Heath Ledger one. (laughs) yeah i didn't see the joker because um you know i mean i've seen taxi driver and that that it's it's just taxi driver but with makeup um so i wasn't wasn't necessarily basically 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 it was taxi yeah 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 Yeah. it was basically just taxi driver with but with makeup yeah you're right 
I mean, I can I can also quote Jack Nicholson's Joker, where uh, <laughs> just think of think of uh, um, Chris Pratt dancing with the Gigantosaurus, and he says, "It's it, you know, look at us, it's Beauty and the Beast." But if anybody else calls you a beast, I will kill them. <laughs> Good or bad, I I'm excited to see it, just to see it, just to see how it turns out. Yeah. The last bit of news that we're going to cover this week is just a bit of DVD Blu-ray release. We have a Blu-ray collection that is coming out that combines all three of the Rago, Raiga, and Oga films. So you have Rago, uh, was it Rago, Monster of the Deep versus the, the Battleship Yamato. You have Raiga, the god monster Raiga. And then, uh, then you had Raiga versus Oga. So these, uh, these were independently made kaiju films, uh, that came out. We've, you know, they've all come out individually, but now they're all coming out together in one big, well, big, but one Blu-ray collection. Yeah. Honestly, the only the only movie of that trilogy that's worth watching is Raigo. Raigo, Raigo, uh, the one we covered. Yeah, Raigo, Raigo. Uh, the other two are what you would expect. Are, are what you would expect from a very, very low budget kaiju film. Yeah. Our sponsors this week, Toku Toy Town, are committed to bringing collectors and casual fans alike the very best, the rarest, and coolest in the world of Safubi, Tokusatsu toys, and kaiju collectibles. They strive to be the first place you look when you're trying to hunt down that hard-to-find exclusive Marosan, or that M1 with the unique colorway, or even that personal X-Plus Holy Grail. They understand the journey because they are collectors too. You can check out Toku Toy Town at tokutoytown.com and use promo code KAIJUWEEKLY at checkout to receive 10% off your next purchase. So that's going to do it for the news this week. I don't think there was any other major news that came out. If there is that we missed, then we'll cover it next week on next week's episode. But now we can get into the main topic for this week. And like always, we always ask trivia questions to hint to our main topics. And the trivia question we asked last week was, what film features the song DigiRap performed by MC Peapod? And we had a bunch of answers that we need to shout out. So... Uh, Crystal Lady Jessica sent us, I actually know this one, but I'll say Gridman. Um, <laughs> the Henshin Men podcast sent in Angela Anaconda, the movie, with some digital monsters thrown in afterwards. <laughs> and and to to just kind of a peek behind the curtain that was me that sent that one in because i thought it was funny and i wanted to answer my own question you cheater you <laughs> dirty cheater you you dirty cheater uh, and then jimmy from nasa sent in terminator 7 into skynet oh very original jimmy that's so original ha 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 
have they gotten to Terminator 7 yet? Let's see. They did three. Then Salvation would have been four. Have Genesis they? would have been five. Nope, nope. So they're only on six. They've only done six Terminator movies so far. So, no, we haven't gotten to a seven yet. All right. So Chris Deggle sent us the answer. Is it the action classic, quote unquote classic, Digital Man? I've never heard of this movie before. Have you seen this movie? I have never seen this movie. I feel like this is a, I feel like I could log into Tubi right now and find this movie. Uh, 1995, an out of control robot is inadvertently set loose in a small community and a crack squad of soldiers are sent to hunt it down. Huh? It has no streaming platform currently that has it. No, but it's available on, on, uh, on YouTube for free. (laughs) I am adding this to my watch later queue right now. It looks like a bad ripoff of like uh, Universal go, Soldier Chris. and RoboCop. It kind of does. It kind it's like it's like yeah, it's like you if Universal Soldier and RoboCop had a baby, that's what we would get as Digital Man. Had a very big metal machine gun toting baby. Uh, moving on, the, the Monster Island Film Vault, our friend Nathan, uh, co-host of The Power Trip and The Hinchin Men, sent us Tron 3, Flynn Lives. That was kind of what they did in, in Tron 2, sort of. I would not mind seeing another Tron movie. That is a franchise, that is, that is a movie series I would, that I wouldn't mind seeing another one of. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. I actually enjoyed the Tron, I've enjoyed the Tron movies. Uh, I enjoyed the classic. I enjoy the classics and the reboots. So yeah, I, I actually do enjoy the Tron movies. Yeah. Uh, our friend Kaiju Kim sent us digital Pokemans, the movie Pokemon. Yeah. We're not going to get into a debate. It just makes me laugh. Just on the, me. Yeah. It, uh, it's funny. We're not going to get into a debate on this episode about the, dif- the, the, which one's better Pokemon or Digiman. We'll, we'll we'll talk well well i mean okay so yeah no 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 pokemon look i'm gonna make i'm gonna make this short and sweet i'm gonna make it short and sweet um pokemon pokemon had had better characters i will admit um but I personally feel like the the monster designs in Digimon were better. See, I'm the opposite. I think that Pokemon overall, the designs and the kind of just the creativity that you see in Pokemon most, it, you know, it, the way it's able to stay relevant after all these years and everything is is really great. But the characters if you're looking for like depth of character and character growth and like lessons and, and meaning you're going to get more out of a Digimon series than you are a Pokemon series, because uh, especially the early Pokemon series, they're, they're very shallow in their character development and they're very one note. Whereas in Digimon, they do, you know, kind of dive into friendship and, and honesty and destiny and, and, you know, the growth of the characters from kids to, to teenagers, to adults. There's just, there's a lot more depth, I think, and overall in, in a Digimon than you would get in a Pokemon. 
Um, one of the reasons is because the characters are allowed to grow, whereas, you know, Ash doesn't grow. He's stuck. <laughs> he is eternally 10 years old. Yeah, it's. Well, it, it's kind of like how it's kind of like how some franchises that we grew up with, they they seem to kind of grow up with the audience. And I think that Digimon Digimon did that. It grew up. It kind of grew up with its audience. Whereas, like you said, Pokemon just kind of was stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pokemon has a gimmick that that just people people buy into and buy into hard and, you know, good on them for continuing to stick with that gimmick for as long. I mean, it's like it's like Power Rangers. You know, it's just the gimmick has lasted this long and it Mm. seems to work. So stick with it. But Digimon, I think just I don't know, there's a little bit more. There's a little bit more involved in the in the shows. I think you can get more out of them, especially the ones I watched, which were you know the first two, and then and then Digimon Tamers, which Digimon Tamers is my favorite. And we'll talk about that as we get into the movie. But we still have a few more answers. So uh, our friend Elijah sent us, which just as a side note, and I'm sorry if if my microphone is making noise because the cat is being a pain on the desk. Um, but uh, a side note, Elijah hasn't answered one of these trivia questions in a while. It's actually been a while since we've heard from him. So I'm actually uh, really happy to hear from him. So let's see what he says. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh. He's, he's, he's finally graduated. He's finally graduated preschool. And he's get, he's out there getting a real part. He's getting, he's got his first uh, big boy job. He got uh, his first big boy job. Graduated preschool. <laughs> he did yeah i'm so i'm very i'm very proud of you elijah for getting your first big boy job um you know i'm sure that lemonade stand is doing just great guy <laughs> uh but elijah answered yeti mon the nipples yeti yeti <laughs> but of course the peace couldn't last forever <laughs> It's like it's like peace. It's like peace in the Middle East. It only lasts. It only lasts for a finite uh, amount of time. And you know uh, the the peace that we feel not talking about Yeti nipples could only have lasted so long. So thank you, uh, Elijah, uh, for uh, for sending that answer in. I I hope that you are happy with yourself, and I hope your I hope your lemonade stand is making lots of quarters. <laughs> And Damon Noise sent us in Digimon Forever Wrapping Gifts, the Christmas episode. Uh, and then Batagore Johnson sent us MCP Pod and then sent us a, a picture from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, <laughs> which I have not watched. I've never watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force, so... <laughs> but apparently it's really funny (laughs) Uh, you mean you've never seen you've never watched an episode with the meat wad hi i'm meat wad and i'm about to send you a wrap Ah, no, I anyway, I know I'm, the I'm characters, but I haven't seen the show. 
All right. Well, now it's time to get into our main topic. Yes, it is Digimon the movie from the year 2000 or 1999, depending on which version you want to go by. Um, the cast and crew. So there is a lot of voice actors in this. And a lot of these characters are big players in the series. So I tried to give them all a shout out on here but there's a lot of them so i could only do so many of them um but first off it was directed by mamoru mamoru hosoda mamoru hosoda uh sorry for mispronouncing the name i'm not japanese and i'm i struggle with japanese names uh but he only kind of directed it he directed the japanese versions uh, but then we also have the voice actors. Kinda. Yeah, kind of. Uh, we also have the voice talents of Joshua Seth, Michael Reis, Reish, Reish, Mona Marshall, Colleen O'Shaughnessy, Michael Lindsay, Wendy Lee, Doug Erholtz, Laura Jill Miller. I have some I, I have I have a comment to make about Laura Jill Miller. Um you know, not not about this movie because she did great. I mean, she does great in everything, but just yeah. Uh, Tom Fawn, Kirk Thornton, Jeff Nimoy, who was also the main writer for the American version, uh, Bob Globerman, and like I said, a whole bunch more that we just don't have time to get into. Now, Michael, do you have a funny plot breakdown? Because if you don't, I do. I have, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily a plot breakdown, but just maybe an observation. So this is what the internet looks like. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's a, here's a, here's a plot breakdown that I have. Uh, So Angela Anaconda and her friends line up to watch Digimon the movie but Nanette and her friends cut in line and Mrs. Brinks blocks her view to the screen. So Angela Angela imagines herself digivolving into Angela Mon to defeat Mrs. Brinks and Nanette before the audience all realize they are in the wrong theater and leave. I don't know if I understand any of that. Do you, do you, oh, did you not get the, did you, when you watched it, when you rewatched it for this, this, uh, review, did you not get the Angela Anaconda short? No. Oh man. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so back when this movie came out and, and most versions that you watch it, you can still get, you can still see it. There was a short that was included at the beginning of the movie that was for another Fox TV show, kids show called Angela Anaconda, which was an awful, awful show and the most annoying show probably from my childhood that I can even think of. Uh, Weirdly animated, too with with like like almost stop not stop motion but like almost like cutouts that they use to to animate it um and they put that at the beginning of this movie for some reason 
before the you know as a short before this before the actual movie which is why i i've been making the joke about angela anaconda this whole time i have never seen this oh god you have what is this how have you how have you a digimon fan or a fan at least when he were a kid spared yourself from angela anaconda i that is that is like mind blowing to it's- me this is the most unsettling thing I think I have seen in a long time. Yes, it is. What it's awful. Is this? It's absolutely awful. And that was at the beginning of this movie back when it first came out. Not the one I watched, not the version I watched, apparently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why does this little girl look familiar? I don't know. This I don't little know. girl looks from like the whole thing looks familiar. I'm like, what is what is this? Like, I don't remember this. <laughs> I can't believe you did not get the Angela Anaconda short at the beginning of this. Oh my goodness, that is so funny. No, I wish I had though. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> okay. I guess. So, so opening thoughts on this movie, on Digimon the movie, not the Angela Anaconda <laughs> short that was at the beginning of it. What are your opening thoughts on this? <laughs> This did not live up to my nostalgia. I am a lot more forgiving of a lot of things about that I grew up with. And I don't get me wrong. I grew up with Digimon. I watched Digimon and I watched a little bit of Pokemon. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I don't understand because this was during, this was during like the, the, the Digimon Pokemon wars and, you know, at this time, Power Rangers was starting to take a back seat to focus on Digimon and Pokemon. Um, and so I watched a little bit of this and I liked it. But watching it now as a 35 year old adult, I don't know if it holds up the way that I remember. And now I could say the same for a lot of things that I'm nostalgic for a lot of time. A lot of power Rangers doesn't quite hold up after all these years, but I'm a little bit more forgiving of that because of my love for it. I guess I just didn't necessarily love this enough to forgive it. Um, <laughs> as a, as a side note, when you said the Pokemon Digimon wars, <laughs> it made me think of the, the uh, line from Futurama it was like it it thus began the Star Trek Wars. The mass migration of Star Wars fans? No, that was the Star Wars Trek. We're talking about the Star Trek Wars. <laughs> I don't know why that's made. It's, oh, it just popped into my head. That's a show I still love. That's a show oh, I yes. still love. But anyway, yes, definitely. Um my feelings about this movie haven't really changed much in all these years because the first time I saw this movie, I didn't really think it was all that special. Even as a, even as a kid, I was, I, I was like 13 when I watched this movie uh, the first time. And I didn't think it was all that special back then. And I was a fan of Digimon at the time. Um, 
I just thought this the show was much better than the movie. <laughs> so my feelings haven't really changed that much, but I just find it hilarious that when we reviewed Power Rangers, how as I mm-hmm. thought I was a huge fan of Power Rangers and I and you know I thought I loved Power Rangers and then going back to those classic Power Rangers uh, the move the, the movie I, I still love the movie, but but going back to the series, the Power Ranger series, I was like, oh, oh, no, no, this isn't as fun as I remember it being. Oh, I, I'm I'm struggling to get through this. Whereas I get to this and I'm like, this is dumb and ridiculous and stupid and and none of it makes any sense. And I and I'm OK with it because it's just ridiculous garbage. And so I'm just watching it and having a fun time with it. So I don't know why. Well, I'm one. I don't know why I'm like that with this and not with Power Rangers. Well, I'm wondering, well, it's a little I think it's I feel like it's a little bit different. I think it's a little bit different with something like Digimon, Digi, Digimon, uh, as D- opposed D- to Power Digimon. Rangers. Digimon. Power Rangers inherently was supposed, to, yeah, inherently Power Rangers was supposed to <laughs> supposed supposed to have been taken more seriously, whereas Digimon, it you know it it is a it's a child's cartoon show, and there is that kind of I feel like there is that disconnect between children's live action TV and and the expectations that come from that versus children's cartoon TV um, and their, and that expectation. So maybe it's the fact that it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going. I feel like I'm trying to, I feel like I'm not even being coherent at all, but um, <laughs> no, I, I get like, what you're saying. Like there's just a, there's a little bit more for, there's there's a little bit more for there's a little bit more forgiveness for something like Digimon Digimon um than say Power Rangers. I, I don't know I don't know why I I'm a lot like I said I'm a lot more for <laughs> Every time you do I'm it a lot I'm more forgiving doing of it. Power Rangers than I am bitch. Digimon anyway the stuttering Digimon thing, though, that's how the, that's how the song always start the opening theme song. Yeah, before it got to Digimon Digital Monsters, it always started with Digimon Digimon. <laughs> so that's why I always keep saying that's why I keep doing it. <laughs> um, for me though, and, and like I said, I, I didn't really care for this movie that much when I was younger. I liked the series more than the movie. That's not saying that I didn't like parts of this movie like i mean of course the second part of this movie is the best part i'm sorry i don't care if you if anybody else has an opinion that oh i like the third part the third part was good no no the second part of this movie is the best part (laughs) it is i agree um but so i I, I, I I found myself i found myself i found myself i found myself zoning out during the third part during the third act yeah yeah but even even as like a 13 year old watching this movie i always felt like it was disjointed and didn't make sense like like it just none of it connected well even as a 13 year old kid i was like this doesn't make sense this doesn't connect uh you know to each other and the story doesn't connect well and it wasn't until i was older and that i found out why this is three different movies. This is not one movie. This is three different movies that they have pieced together into one full movie. 
And to do that, they had to cut out nearly an hour's worth of footage from the different Japanese versions of these films to be able to fit them into a, a proper length of time for a kid's movie at, you know, back then in the, in 1999, 2000. So the three movies that they, that they uh, cut up and made into this was Digimon adventure, uh, Digimon adventure, our mm-hmm. war game, which is the what like the one that is the best part. And then Digimon adventure, Two Digimon Hurricane Landing Transcendent Evolution The Golden Digimetals. That's a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's interesting is Digimon Adventure, which was is the first part. That's the first part with Tai and Kari as little kids, and they they get an Agumon, but Ag- it's not the same Agumon from the series. Uh, and then he grows to a really huge Greymon. Uh, that and the second part, our war game, were short films. They were kind of, you know, on the shorter side. That third one was a bit longer. It, it was still a shorter, it's like a short film, but it was it was a longer than what those other ones. So a lot of what was cut out was cut out of the third part. And there a lot of what what is included or what they had to change for this for the American version is in that third one because the third one is not connected to these other two in any way in the Japanese version. Like there's no through line that connects them other than it just being Digimon, but they had to make it fit for the American version. Well, they did that by in another, they, they thought the threat was over, but in another place and another time, we have all these characters that are not even a part of our story. Yeah, well, well, no, what, what, because, because Digimon Adventure Two was the sequel series to to the original Digimon series. So I understand them moving forward into the into the second generation of characters, but the the um, having Willis, uh, and uh, in there, and then having Willis actually have been involved in the war game part, the second part of the movie, and then having his Digimon being infected by the Diaboramon virus from the second part, all of that's from this American version because the, in the, in the, uh, in the original Japanese version, Willis had nothing to do with that, uh, Diaboramon whole Mm. part that, that, that was a totally separate thing. Uh, and, and Kokomon, his, his, uh, Digimon wasn't infected. It, 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 it became evil because of its anger and sadness in the Japanese version. So I don't know. I I find for me, when I'm, when I'm talking about Digimon, the movie for me, I find the stuff surrounding the movie more fascinating than the actual movie itself, because the movie itself is very generic. I mean, it's fun. It's fun. And if you like Digimon, it's fun enough and it will, you know, kill your, you know, kill the time. But the, like the history of how it got made into a movie. I mean, the first part itself, just that first part that we were talking about with Kari and Ty finding uh, this Agumon who's not a, uh, 
a part of uh, those not from the original series. He's not the, the Agamon that they, they have uh, later on that is referenced. That event is referenced a lot in the series. And then this movie comes out after the series is over with. And then you actually get to see, you know, for American audience, get to see this event that they've been referencing this whole time in the series. It's kind of interesting. But but in in the original Japanese version, this that movie, that short film was in development before the series came out. They actually end up going into development around the same time and they developed kind of simultaneously. And so the the movie which started out as a completely original thing ended up becoming more closely tied to what was going to be in the series. And it basically became a prequel to the series. I just, I find that, I find that very, really interesting. No, it is really interesting. It's like, like, I think you're right. The, the, the history behind the history leading up to this movie is way more interesting than the movie itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you, we're kind of getting into our positives and negatives here just in sure. our discussion. Um, who was your favorite character from this movie? Like which character stood out to you the most? I'm kind of, I don't know. I, I'm always like, I told you, I told you this one before we started recording that I really think Agumon is the heart and soul of this movie. It's just a shame. He's not there the whole time. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm super basic. So I'm just going to say Agumon just because I like his personality. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fully, you know, I, I can totally see where you're coming from because Agumon gets a lot of play in that, especially that. Well, cause the first Agumon's not the same, but the, the, the Agumon from the series that we see in, uh, the second part where they go into the internet, um, which is just a bunch of tubes, <laughs> which is really kind of jarring. Uh, when you first watch it, like the first, like 20 or 30 minutes of this movie, you meet the first Agumon who, uh, in, who evolves into, uh, gray digivolves, sorry, digivolves, uh, into the first Greymon. Um, and it's like, it's characterization is, completely different than what we get with the rest of the show or rest of the, sorry, the rest of the movie, at least the second half of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, that whole first part, I find it interesting as someone, you know, if you're, if you're someone who's familiar with the original series, because that, that moment, that, that, that event of, of um, Greymon fighting Parrotmon there in the city is talked about in the series. And it's revealed that all of the Digidestin from that, that first generation were all witnesses to that event. Like that's, they were all, they, and they all find out, they find that out over the course of time, not instant. Like they're not instantly figuring that out. They find that out over time. And that's how they figure out that Kari is actually the the was it the eighth or ninth whatever the the last of the 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 other Digidestin because there was one that they had not found yet and the, and so that's how they figure out she's there because she was uh, the Digidestin because she was also a witness to that event and uh, and so yeah I just I I think that's interesting and in getting to see this 
that that actual that actually play out on screen uh whereas it's referenced and kind of shown in flashbacks in the series um my favorite character though and i i've mentioned her by name a few times now kari um kari is kind of given the main character focus in the third part whereas tai was kind of the uh, tai and agumon like you said were kind of the focus of the first two parts and then you get into the third part and it's kari but i've i've always liked kari as a character but i also really love her voice actor laura jill miller and it threw me so much because when I, and, and I'm going to reference something that I know you're, you don't want to hear me talk about, but uh, watching B stars, which is, uh, Oh God. The, um, <laughs> the anime <laughs> about furry animal people. That's actually really good. It's, it, it's <laughs> you can knock it for being like, all about furries weird and weird but there's a murder mystery that is the overarching like narrative of that whole first two seasons of it it is it is a it's actually a very interesting um show it's if you get get past if you're if you get past like the initial oh this is you know animal people this is definitely for furries um so Laura Jill Miller does the voice of one of the main characters for the American dub in that she does the rabbit. Now, anybody who knows anything about B stars, B stars is not a kid's show. It is a very adult kind of, I, I would say young adult uh, type show, not for kids. And hearing Laura Jill Miller's voice, who as was in my childhood as Kari, the little sister, suddenly doing the voice of, of, of a character who has sex with multiple people in uh well, multiple character, other characters in a show and talks about that mm-hmm. and talks about having sex. And it's like, Oh, this is disturbing me in a way that I was not expecting. <laughs> So now, after watching Beastars, going back to her being the little sister voice is just really just, I, I'm struggling. I am struggling, dude. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, oh! So, uh, so um, that that's a thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know what I find really funny? What's you know, what that? I find I find it really interesting. Just kind of get us back on topic because we're talking about voice actors. There's actually uh, two. Uh, there's two that I'm that I'm seeing, uh, and I'm sure there's more, but there's two Power Ranger alums in this movie. Um, Lex Lang, who voiced uh, Ecliptor in Power Rangers in Space, mm. uh, which is around, which is actually around this time, I think, it's around 1997, 1998, um, and Robert Axelrod, 
uh, who voiced uh, Lord Zed in the original uh, Power yeah. Rangers fr- franchise. He, vo- yeah, he voiced uh, Armadillo Mon. And you know, I I never knew that. I actually never knew that that was the same actor who did those two voices because because armadillo mon is definitely personality wise definitely not like lord zed and so i guess it just the voice never it never clicked in my brain that that voice sounded uh so familiar you want to know uh some more interesting facts about the about the making of this movie sure uh so so the the third part of this movie when uh, like I said, was heavily edited because uh, it had they had to make it fit, whereas the original Japanese version had nothing in connected to any of the previous ones that uh, they were using. Uh, there's a whole subplot in the third part in the in the third movie in the Japanese version that is Kokomon or uh, the the uh, he's he's Indigo Mon in the American version, but Windigo Mon in the Japanese version. Um, but the, the, the villain one kidnaps all of the sure. original Digi Dustin from the first series. And that's why it's the, the second generation okay. of Digi Dustin who have to come and rescue them. That's interesting. Yeah. But, but it's not in the American version. They cut all of that out. I think they cut that part out to save time because like I said, the third movie the uh, the third Japanese movie was a little bit longer, and the and and Fox um, Fox who was going to be uh, they were they were the one distributing this movie. Um, they were like, you have to keep it at a certain length because kids movies nowadays are a certain length. You cannot go past that length, and so they they had to cut a lot of stuff basically just to save time. So essentially they were just kind of piecing things together to help just move the story along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, one thing I do like about this movie uh, is, and, and this is just kind of goes into this movie is not part of the show's canon because it is, is trying to fit this movie into the storyline of the series just does not work. It does because it's not, uh, it, it just doesn't, there's no way it's not Canon. Um, but I like that we got to see Padamon and Gatamon's final digivolutions that are the, the mega digivolutions. Uh, because in the series, we don't see them. We don't see, we see Anjum, uh, Anjumon and Magna Anjumon, and we see Anja woman. <laughs> um, but we don't, we never saw their mega evolutions like we did for damn. I feel like an Anja woman. <laughs> woman. <laughs> Whatever. I tried, it was a poor attempt to make it a Shania Twain joke. Yes, I'm so sorry. It was good. It was good. <laughs> um, so we get we get Serafimon, which I used to have a toy of when I was younger. I really liked Serafimon's design. Uh, and we get, I think, Magna Mag, Magnadramon or Magnadramon. I don't know how it is. Uh, funny that 
I mean, it's one of the funny things about, and, and of course there's memes about it online of um, how Digimon Digivolution works, but it's just funny how a cat Digivolves into an angel woman who then Digivolves into Falcor from uh, a never ending story, <laughs> a big pink Falcor. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's funny how a little rabbit fluff ball evolves into a baby T-Rex that evolves into, I'm not sure what war Greymon is supposed to be. Oh, he's still a dinosaur. He's just got armor on. He's a, he's a uh, humanoid dinosaur. Cause if you look at his like feet and his hands uh, on the inside of the, the armor gloves, he still has like the Agumon kind of hand and feet shapes. He's just, he's basically like a grown up Agumon, but just wearing armor. Um, what are some other positives that you have for the, for this movie? I just thought that the uh, the opening sequence was interesting to help kind of set up the the Digimon lore. The middle, uh, the middle, the the uh, what, the middle part, the middle act, uh, where they go into the internet and they battle uh, computer virus. Uh, like it's why I said at the top of the show, it's like, oh, so that's what the internet looks like. Um, it's just a bunch. Uh, apparently, it's it's a bunch of floating shapes and animal pictures. Okay, I mean, um, I mean, if they threw so in anyway, a little bit of uh, porn, it would be the internet, because <laughs> that's basically the internet. But then just true, a little true. sprinkling of porn. <laughs> the the internet is made up of pornography, cat pe- cat pictures, and well, cat pictures. That's and all so, the internet is. Um, and sometimes anyway, those like, two things like the, cross over. I like. <laughs> Well, B stars. You, know, <laughs> you know, it's look, everyone, everyone <laughs> likes, everyone loves a good see every now and then. Oh, we have to beat that. The middle, the, the, the middle act is good. I, I enjoyed the middle act. Like I told you, like I told you earlier in the episode, I kind of just tuned out during the third act. Because one, it felt very dis- it just kind of felt disjointed from the rest of the from the rest of the the movie, uh, and it wasn't all that interesting to me. But yeah, as far as like a favorite, the the, the battle the battle between uh, uh, War Greymon and what is the wolf one? What is the dog shaped one? Metal um, Gururumon. Dag on it. Its name is. Metal Gururumon. There we go. Metal Gururumon was good. The I I I think the animations I think the animations good. It's very Japanese. It's very anime, which that's what you kind of expect uh, going into it. But the animation is very. I think the animation's well done. And it's it, you know what? It, it's not even it's not even just Japanese anime. It's it's of a very specific time period of Japanese animation, like the that nineties, early two thousands, Jap through the through the early two thousands, Japanese animation was so different. And there's like a texture to it that you don't. I we I think me and you and Elijah talked about it when we talked about the Transformers movie because that was also. Uh, animated by Toei, which was the same people who animated this movie. Um, there's a texture to like 90, 80s through the early 2000s anime that you just don't get in 
the later time period, more modern stuff. I think when they switched over to more digital styles of animating, that's when you lose that texture there. You, well, there, there's a there's a texture, and then there's an there's a very organic quality to this, um, and earlier anime shows. I remember there was a lot of things we watched as kids that was I feel like were based off of like Japanese other Japanese shows. Uh, one of my favorite shows growing up as a kid was uh, 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 Dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and that one felt very anime. Or at least the art style was very, very like Japanese anime inspired. Um, but this this feels very like organic, and I like that animation style. I like how it looks. I like how tangible it feels. I don't probably. I just I'm just not a big anime fan, but I enjoyed. I can enjoy at least the. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I can at least enjoy the the look and feel of of this. Because it does feel very organic. It feels like it does feel very nostalgic because this is kind of like what I grew up with. But um, but yeah, I just like the animation style. I thought there were some funny bits in the there was some kind of funny jokes, some funny ha ha's. Uh, there was a lot of poop jokes in the beginning. Um, lots and lots of poop jokes, uh, which I thought were kind of funny. Um this is not necessarily a positive or a negative. It's just kind of a funny observation, but random pop culture music inserted <laughs> in the movie at points where sometimes it makes sense. And sometimes it doesn't. Um, Some okay. once uh, told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> and Agu Mom was looking kind of dumb. With, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's just like little, little, little quirks, like little quirks like that that just kind of they don't take you out of the experience, but they're just kind of make you raise an eyebrow at it. You um, mean you mean you didn't enjoy the. <laughs> You didn't enjoy the fact that one week by the bare naked ladies was in this film. <sighs> You you didn't enjoy the fact that Fat Boy Slim, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, less than Jake, <laughs> all were featured in the soundtrack of this film. <laughs> this okay, so this movie, this movie is a time capsule of my childhood, uh, <laughs> at least my adolescence, because this is what ninety seven. This is yeah, this is ninety seven. So no, no, this was ninety nine. I'm. Uh, I'm 11 years old. Oh, 99. So I'm, um, <clears throat> I'm just, I'm getting ready to, I'm in middle school at this point. So I'm an adolescent at this point. So this is my adolescence here. Um, total, this is a total time capsule for me. And yeah, I, I don't know. I'll let you, I'll let you give some of your positives before we get into some negatives. Cause I got some negatives about this movie as well. Um, well, I mean, we've we've kind of been going back and forth with positives and negatives. Uh, I think okay. we've been kind of mixing them together. So, we're we're having a positivity salad right, instead so of a positivity me, sandwich. <laughs> you know what? I am so glad you. I am so happy you said positivity sa- salad because I'm going to ask you something, Travis. Does 
freshly squeezed onion juice sound good to you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, is this movie trying to, is this movie like, it's, it's so weird and you are, and you're right. Like, it's so weird. Cause you were telling me, that like some of the jokes that they kind of recontextualized from the Japanese version into the English version, they didn't quite translate. Like the one that I'm thinking of is the conversation uh, between our lead character when he calls up his two friends and his friend's grandmother answers. And I'm imagining uh, she's probably saying, don't call me, but the, the, the words don't quite match up with her actions or why is the why is the mother making all of these? This is not what kids eat. Like kids don't drink <laughs> onion juice. Okay, kids don't eat spinach cookies. Like, come on, guys. To be fair, that is a carryover from the series. That Ty and Kari's mother cannot cook. That she is a bad cook. That 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 is something that was okay, in the so original series. I thought series. this was just a trope that they put in. Okay, okay. Cause this, I, I thought that this was just some, cause again, I haven't seen this in a while. Um, uh, I thought that this was just kind of a trope that they had put in the show just to, or in the movie rather, just to be funny or just to be weird about it. But it, it was a little bit odd. I thought, but it, it is. And, and, and like, like you said, and like we were talking about before we started recording, there's, there's a lot of jokes in here that it, they didn't just not translate well. They completely rewrote them. Like they, they just completely changed some of the dialogue and some of the lines and some of the things in this movie. And, and, and a good example of that, I think there's a scene where Willis is explaining kind of his backstory and Davis is just starts crying. And so Willis says something along the lines of like, you know, don't cry. And Davis just immediately turns around. I was like, okay. And, and it's like, okay, what is with that scene? Like you, when you, when you watch it in the American version, it makes no sense at all. Like it just, it plays so weirdly. And it's because the original Japanese dialogue was completely different. There were, the words were different and the story was different. So yeah, there's, there's some of those moments right. like that in this where, they they rewrote it to to make it more palatable for american children but in doing that made some of the scenes not not work right or or be we more weird um now i will say so so your favorite part of this movie is the second part where they go into the internet right yes the middle the middle the middle part yes yeah the middle part um well i have good news for you because if you want to see a full length version, like not just like the short film that, that that got cut down from the Japanese version, but an actual full length version of that, there is a movie that came out in 2009 that's by the same director as, as the Japanese director who directed this, uh, Mamoru Hosoda, uh, called Summer Wars. And Summer Wars is basically the second part of this movie just blown out to two hours and it is but it's not digimon it's completely like that he doesn't he takes out all the digimon parts but leaves the basic story there and it is really good 
like like I cannot recommend to our listeners enough Summer Wars, especially if you are into anime. Summer Wars is really good. And if you like the the second part of this movie of Digimon, that that part where they go in the Internet, you will enjoy Summer Wars. It's it is what this movie could have been if they only focused on that one part. Or it's also like if you if you're someone who was disappointed or even if you liked uh, Ender's not Ender's game. What's the other one? What's the one that Ready Player One? If you liked Ready Player One or you were disappointed by Ready Player One, go watch Summer Wars because Summer Wars does all of those things. The the going into this, you know, Internet kind of second life type world and having an adventure and having to fight bad guys and viruses and stuff does it so much better and does it so well. And so I cannot uh, I cannot recommend that movie enough. It was from 2009 called Summer Wars. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's that does sound that does sound fun. Like I said, I did re- enjoy the second part of this. I'm not so. Let me ask you, as someone you know me, I'm not the biggest anime fan. Is this something I'm going to enjoy, even if I'm not an anime fan, or is this, or is this something completely completely different, or is it, or does it feel more like what we just talked about enough well, to where it would be enjoyable? I think you'd enjoy it. Um, I think that, you know, you're still going to, it's, it's, it's anime. So I don't know, you know, how, how well you're going to enjoy it, but the, the basic storyline is the same as, as our war game, which was the second part of, of Digimon, the movie. There's a virus that takes over an artificial intelligence, a, a virus that takes over this digital world, the internet, um, and this mm. hacker right. and his new friends and her family all have to go in and, uh, defeat it. And they are using, uh, avatars that they've created for this you know computer program this computer game uh but the virus eventually breaks into the pentagon and the pentagon launches uh nuclear weapons and so they have to do it they have a a, like a, a a timer on it before the nuclear uh bombs can hit and and kill a bunch of people mm-hmm. and stuff so it's so it's a it's a like I said, very similar to the this the Digimon movie, and it's basically Masum, uh, whatever the the director's name. I always um, Mamuro Mamuro Hosoda. He enjoyed the story and making that Digimon movie so much that he was like, I want to take the story and expand it. But he doesn't, you know, he didn't have the rights to Digimon. So he basically took the, the story and rewrote it with completely original stuff and then released it. We need to start getting into our final thoughts and stuff, but I I can't do that without, you know, saying, you know, again, the first appearances for a lot of Digimon, uh, was was nice to see you know we get magnamon that was the first time we see magnamon first time we see omnimon which is the the first time that two digimon fuse together into one and become one big hero thing uh that was really cool right uh i'm i'm very one of my favorite digimon from all of the series was uh was terriermon and his digivolutions. I love all of his digivolutions. And so seeing him digivolve into Rapidmon, but 
in the anime in the show he rapidmon's green because he just digivolves into rapidmon this one he uses a golden egg to digivolve so he actually is a gold version of rapidmon and i really like that i used to have a toy of that version of rapidmon and a uh a, a um trading card a part of the digimon trading card game i had the trading card for that so i had to I had to point out some of the monsters since we are a giant monster podcast i guess we can we can kind of get into our, our our final thoughts yeah we like to rate our movies out of five godzookies uh which is godzilla's bumbling nephew from the hanna-barbera series uh we like to use that because we like to take uh not take things too seriously and kind of embrace the sillier side of monster movies. Uh, and this counts as a kaiju movie. There are monsters, both big and small, in this movie. And so it counts. Uh, and we're also going to give our final thoughts on the movie. So, Michael, I'll let you go ahead and you can go first. I'm going to keep mine short and sweet because, like I've already said, this movie is a time capsule. Um, I was interested when, when we, when you said we were covering this movie, I was super interested because I have been going on this kick of revisiting old franchises that I enjoyed as a kid. And, um, I was pretty excited to, to, uh, go back and revisit Digimon, Digimon, uh, and, Unfortunately, this one kind of disappointed me a little bit. Like, like I said, it is, it's very dated. It's very of its time. I had fun with it. Uh, it did entertain me. Um, but kind of looking back on it, my, I guess my nostalgia for Digimon has sort of, has sort of waned over the, over the years. So for that, I'm going to have to just give it an objective, I don't know, three, I'm going to be, I'm going to be nice here and say, I'm going to be every three out of five Godzookies because I do think it's a, it's a, it's an entertaining kids movie. It's pretty innocuous. It's safe. If you're, if you're a parent looking for something to show your kids, that's, um, you know, kind of safe and just pleasant to watch, uh, with some decent humor, um, give them, give them this. I'm sure they'll have fun with it. If they're the right age demographic that won't take it too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. This movie, well, it, it holds up for me in the sense that it never held up. It never really, this movie never reached the (laughs) levels of greatness that i thought the series did now the series wasn't perfect of course there was you know some good and bad parts to the to the series all of them but um but just especially when you get to like season three where it's digimon tamers i think that's where the the you know digimon excels at digimon tamers to me um but but this movie just doesn't reach those heights but it's entertaining and it's a nice nostalgia trip and if you liked Digimon and you can handle the fact that this and and go into it knowing that this movie doesn't uh, reach those heights that the series did, but you still want to watch it because it's fun and, and, you know, it has some nice fun elements and there's point parts of this movie that you don't see 
in the series like you know there's some characters some some digimon and stuff and some things that we see in this movie that you don't get from the series uh then sure check it out but otherwise you know if you're not a fan of digimon you're not a fan of of the pocket monster type you know thing uh, at all if you're not part of that if you don't if you don't like that gimmick you're not going to enjoy this you kind of have to i think for me you have to have that pre-established kind of nostalgia for it I don't think anybody who's fresh coming into this with no, no connection to Digimon or Pokemon or any of those types of things is going to enjoy this. But I think that if you did have those connections, mm-hmm. you would enjoy it, you know, to a certain extent. Um, so for me, the the Godzuki yeah. score is a three out of five. I, I, I give it a solid three out of five. Godzuki's. And now we can move on to the next bit of uh, the, I was going to say the next bit of news, the next segment of the podcast. (laughs) Um, What is the next segment, Michael? Is it the mailbag, Mon? What's in the mail today? Mailbag, Mon? (laughs) <laughs> and if you would like to send us something for our mailbag so that our mailbag can digivolve into an even bigger mailbag, uh, you can send us something at kaijuweekly at gmail.com or at kaijuweekly on Twitter. We will read it out on the podcast like we're going to do here for Damon Noise. He sent us a while back now because it's taken us some time to get to it. Um, a couple of questions that he asked us on Twitter. So he has a silly question for us. If you could be any existing kaiju for a day and had your choice of judgment-free mayhem, which one would you be and what shenanigans would you get up to with your 24-hour period? What say you, Michael? I would be... I would be Gigan, and I would aspire to be the very first world-famous kaiju chef because Ooh. I would already have pre-built blades into my hands, and I feel like I would be a pretty good kaiju chef. Okay. That that sounds interesting. Uh, I would be... God- <laughs> I would be Godzilla, but I would be Godzilla from uh, Godzilla versus the sea monster where he's asleep on the island because that is all I really want to do. Just go to a nice quiet (laughs) island and just sleep and relax and just enjoy myself. that's what i want to do i just want to have a nice beach vacation and not be you know woken up by lightning (laughs) these dumb dumb humans who electrocute me with lightning (laughs) and damon noise also sent us a serious question uh he sent us how long until the great reptilicus debate and when will i be contacted to contribute the pro reptilicus platform and i'm like 
Oh, geez. Okay. Well, we're run. We've run out of time for this episode, so um, we'll have to uh, answer yeah, that okay, question so, another time. Uh, help control the giant monster population. Have help control the giant monster population. Have your uh, uh, can't think right now. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> in all seriousness, in all seriousness, Damon, you are more than welcome to come because uh, I don't know any other person that likes that movie more than you uh um you are more than welcome to come on and do reptilicus i feel like we have reptilicus coming up at some point but i can't remember when um i know we're still kind of in the middle of we're kind of in the middle of um we april fooled you into thinking this was a kaiju movie um, so I don't know, like we'll have to just fit, we'll have to fit Reptilicus in at some point. I know, I know we want to do it because it's, it's, it's an incredibly silly movie. Um, and it's one that I remember watching. It's one of my, it was one of my very first like non Godzilla movies. I think, I feel like I watched Reptilicus along with, with things like, you know, like the Harryhausen films when they were on like TMC or something like that. Or, uh, I think I, I, I may, I may have caught Reptilicus on a double feature with Gorgo, uh, at some point or another, or the giant claw. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I actually have a little bit of nostalgia for, for Reptilicus. It's, it's an incredibly silly movie, but it's a lot of fun to watch, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have you on. I just don't know when we're going to have it. I just don't know when we're going to do it. I think we had scheduled it at one point for June because of uh, that being like Jurassic June. We were going to do a bunch of like dinosaur and prehistoric monster movies, but then Jurassic World Dominion might have knocked it off. So, you know, we might need to reshuffle some things around and put it back on the on the schedule. I tell you what, we'll just pick a day. We'll pick a month that we're going to do Reptilicus and then we'll let you know. But it'll yeah. be, it'll be, it'll be in plenty of time, but it'll be in plenty of time, Damon. Don't worry. We're not going to tell you, Oh, by the way, we're doing reptilicus next week. Um, it'll be in plenty of time. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and with that, like I said, if you want to, uh, send us another email to read out on the podcast, you can do that. Kaiju weekly at gmail.com and, or you can do it on Twitter at Kaiju weekly on Twitter uh that was the mailbag segment so the only other thing we have to do for this week is ask the trivia question for next week's episode again we are in the month of april fooled you into thinking this was a kaiju film uh it, it's just a joke man it's just a joke you know you know we can we can just you know pretend to be somebody who we're not on twitter and and just and get away with it by saying it's just a joke you know it's just a anyway um, I'm not bitter about stuff that happened on online this week. <laughs> Our trivia question is, which sci-fi movie did David Hasselhoff get a rough bout of food poisoning during the filming of? The movie Splash. It was the movie Splash. The movie Splash. Was David Hasselhoff in Splash? I don't know. That was Tom Hanks and yeah, it was Tom uh, Hanks and uh, Goldie Hawn. No, it wasn't Goldie Hawn. It was um, oh, uh, Blade Runner. What's her name? Uh, Daryl. Daryl Hannah. 
Daryl Hannah. Yes. Daryl Hannah. Thank you. Daryl Hannah. Uh, no, I don't. I honestly, I, I'm a bad host. I don't even know what we're covering next week. So I have no does idea. that, does Splash count as a kaiju film? <laughs> Can we cover that? <laughs> no, Splash does not. No, Splash does No. If Splash counts as a kaiju film, we're going to have to cover Aquaman too. Because it has giant monsters in it. It does have giant monsters in it. And then we'll also have to cover the Little Mermaid because, you know, Ursula does grow giant at the end of that movie. <laughs> we got to draw the line somewhere, uh, <laughs> Travis. We have to draw the line somewhere. There's never been a line for us. We The line moves whenever we want it to move. Or whenever I want it to move. <laughs> <laughs> But truthfully, I have no idea what we're covering next week. I haven't looked at the schedule in so long. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Another fun one. April is my favorite time of the year because I get to pick the movies and they are always fun, ridiculous movies. (laughs) Quote unquote fun. Yeah. Hey, you enjoyed it that year that we did um, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. You, you, You found out you love musicals. No, I only like that musical. <laughs> All right. So to close out this episode, we're going to say thank you to everyone for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Kaiju Weekly. All the links to our social media, as well as for the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group, are listed in the description of this episode. You can send questions, comments, or answers to our trivia questions to our email kaijuweekly at gmail.com we also want to say a big thank you to everyone who has supported kaiju ramen magazine all this time issue five is officially sold out we have no more physical copies of issue five but there's still plenty of digital versions if you want to get it because it's unlimited so you can get as many as you want uh we're also still hard at work on volume one somebody just mentioned uh on twitter asked us to give an update so i probably will be posting an update on our social medias and everything but just to for anybody who listens to this if i haven't done it yet uh to give an update we are still working on it we had a, a setback with uh getting it printed but we're still waiting for it to get printed uh got the proof in. the proof is looking good but we had some issues so we had to uh get that worked out and then we're going to get it printed we're going to get it shipped we'll get it taken care of we're going to hopefully by the end of may everyone will have theirs some some people might get it sooner than others but hopefully by the end of may everybody will have theirs or at least they'll all be on the way that's the that's the hope so so just giving you a little update on Kaiju Ramen. And uh, if you want to find out more about the magazine or our other podcasts are on the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network, you can check out the website kaijuramenmedia.com and you can check out kaijuramenmedia.com slash podcast to see the podcasts that we do. Yep. And there's one more thing they can do to help support this show, and that's by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a rating or five-star review. And what that's going to do is that's going to put this show in front of other kaiju and tokusatsu fans just like you. And we will read that feedback on a future episode of the podcast, just like this awesome five-star review that came in from our friend Nasty in the Pasty. Uh, And the review is titled Wicked Awesome. Then the review reads like this. These folks are a lot of fun to listen to. Give them a shot. Well, thank you. Uh, whomever you are nasty in the pasty. We really appreciate that. And if you want to be 
not nasty like pasty and leave us a review you can we're going to read that out on another episode of this podcast yeah yeah and again, Futurama reference. I did the nasty and the pasty. Yes, and that nast uh, that past nastification is exactly what we need, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> anyway, to close out this episode, I'm going to say, help control the Digimon population. Have your Wormmons spayed or neutered. That sounds painful. That sounds very painful. Uh, you are not coming anywhere near my Wormmon, sir. <laughs> Kaiju Week, Kaiju Week, Kaiju Weekly Podcast. Where we talk about monsters and... Gatoman! This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2022 Kaiju Ramen Media, LLC.